Hi everyone, Radical Dreamer here, and welcome to the Postal Code Unknown podcast for Friday, June 30th of 2017. Uh, I mentioned in yesterday's episode that I would talk about a road that I traveled, and I've done quite a, quite a bit of walking over the past couple of years. It's one of my favorite things to do, as well as one of my favorite things to do to sort of reflect on things in my life and, and, and get exercise and a, a whole ton of other things. Um, so specifically in this episode, I want to call back to uh, what I've mentioned a few times previously. Uh, in the very first episode of this particular iteration of the pod, the video podcast that I've been doing, I sort of talked a little bit about the Camino de Santiago, which was a pilgrimage path through the northwest of Spain that I did pretty much at near the, the beginning of this, this journey that I've been on. And it's about 450 miles long, uh, 790 kilometers. The official statement is 775 kilometers. And I think with some of the detours and other stops that I had done, it ended up being about 813 for me, uh, about a million steps uh, that I counted uh, using my step counter, which was, which was pretty crazy. Um, and one of the most extraordinary experiences of my life. It's um, something that has changed me utterly and completely and really uh, been one of the most valuable things that I've done maybe in my entire life. So without further ado, today's uh, item, uh, and this won't be the only story from the Camino, it's it's more sort of like a, a specific reflection, and I'll have more episodes on this in the future with different items to share as well. So uh, this is my shell. Uh, so my uh, sort of Camino shell. So it's a scallop shell. You can sort of see it's chipped on corners. Uh, it's got sort of a uh, orange uh, and uh, brown tinge to it. Uh, it's connected with a little piece of string, which is what I was sort of given with it and how I attached it to my pack. It's the mark of a pilgrim uh, as you're traveling the Camino. Um, it's chipped mostly because I had it on the outside of my bag and as you leave it in different places, I did my best to sort of keep it intact, but it's a shell. So it's, it's, it's not the most sturdy thing in the world, but the, 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 the thing that I like most about it is sort of, it's a, it's a real metaphor for my travel. So I'm happy that it's chipped in places. I went through a lot, uh, and, uh, managed to be resilient through that. And I feel it's sort of like a metaphor for my own journey in that case. So with, with that said, uh, what this particular, the, the reason why I bring up this road today, as we walk roads in general, as I'd been talking about the road that goes ever on and on, uh, yes, in yesterday's podcast, um, what I wanted to sort of talk about was one of the most important lessons that I've learned while traveling, and that is to slow down. Um, it's, it's something that's repeated in a lot of different things that I've read and seen in movies and those kinds of things as well. But learning that experience on your own is something that's life-changing. I grew up in an area where uh, there's a lot of pressure to succeed, a lot of pressure to move, to do things, to go faster and, and, and live a really fast-paced life where you don't really have a whole lot of time because you're always occupied doing things. It's the sort of social expectation of how to succeed or how to value uh, your achievements and your ability and your life in general. And, and, and there's something fundamentally that I think is wrong with that. And I found that sort of reflected when I was doing this pilgrimage. Um, a lot of people, and again, have time constraints. I was lucky to have the luxury of not having a job at the time 
to be able to complete the Camino de Santiago within a, a set time frame. I had as much time as I needed within the constraints of the visa. Uh, so the Schengen visa for U.S. citizens is about 90 days, and I spent a few weeks in uh, France before setting off on this. In fact, the first day itself is um, the... Uh, uh, is actually in France, and you cross over the Pyrenees into Spain, uh, which is one of the most difficult days of the, the journey, but uh, one of the most impactful, in my opinion. Uh, it's where I actually met one of my very closest friends on this journey, and she's part of this lesson here, too. So when I talk about uh, slowing down, a lot of people that I met on this walk had a very one-set track to get to the end. Everybody wants to get to Santiago, get to Santiago, finish the trek. And as I got sort of further along, I totally understand you just kind of want to be done. But I thought that the the sort of um, journey itself, this, this uh, walk, was a really good way uh, to explain to myself the journey of life in general. And to some degree, you can walk that path like people around me in the place that I had, uh, you know, been living for a long time. You know, hey, you've got to get to the next step. You've got to get to the next town. You've got to keep walking. You've got to do this as fast as you can. And again, as I said before, I had the luxury of not having time constraints. Uh, some people had, you know, basically booked enough time off to be able to finish this and get back, which is really strenuous and really hard. But those types of constraints, I think, can limit people's enjoyment of an experience like this or their lives in general. Um, so as I was walking, I pushed myself, I pushed myself, I pushed myself. And I, uh, I was reached out by a friend of mine that I made on the first day who didn't do the entire crossing of the Pyrenees in the first day and actually sort of left behind. And I had a decision. I could continue going piece by piece by piece and get to the next town, get to the next town, get to the next town. And I was starting to get myself hurt. Uh, as I'd been going through, I'd, I'd had problems with my legs, with my ankles, with my feet. And um, it's a struggle uh, because you are carrying uh, items that you feel are necessary belongings. And as you, over time, start to learn, you don't need to be carrying that much um, uh, because you don't need that much. And when, when I sort of heard out from my friend my friends that I had been walking with had actually gone ahead because they were part of time constraints. And I made the decision to stop. I actually stopped and I was lucky enough to sort of reach myself in Lyon, uh, which is uh, a, a major city on the Camino, which has an incredible uh, cathedral with some wonderful stained glass windows. And the uh, I, I stayed there for five days waiting for my friend to catch up uh, with her group so that I could sort of meet some new people and uh, reconnect with somebody that I had met at the beginning um, and who I had also promised um, their, uh, their, uh, that, that, that I would uh, help if she, she needed. So um, the... Uh, it, it also sort of uh, was, was kind of cool because it ended up being that when I got to Lyon, at that particular day, they were at the beginning of a culture festival, which I would have completely missed if I had kept going. Um, so when I talk sometimes about sort of finding a path through life, there's sometimes there's hints and, and, and things that sort of an indication of the direction in which you should be moving. And again, that 
can be interpreted in a number of ways. One friend of mine just told me uh, it's just saying yes to things. And uh, some people that are religiously minded might think that that is uh, their deity or their god sort of giving them clues as far as where they're supposed to be going. I'll leave that up to you to sort of think about and ruminate on. Um, but that decision to slow down, to stop, to wait, to enjoy the experience and to value it for what it was taught me to value my life in the steps, in the way that I've been going, and to take my time instead of rush myself to the grave. Uh, so I, I, I hope that that lesson, uh, again, it's a much better lesson learned on, on your own, gets you thinking um, and, and helps you to take a long, hard look at your own life and think about what's important to you and um, make some changes in your life uh, that allow you to, to stick to your values and to enjoy your life for as long as you have it because it's important to do that uh, while we're here uh, to make the most of the life that we have. And I, I have the utmost confidence that given the opportunity, everybody can do it and you can totally do it. So, uh, again, thank you very much for listening or watching today. Uh, this is a, a pretty important episode for me, and uh, I'd love to hear your feedbacks, or if it's made you think, yeah, what, 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 what has it made you think about? Uh, without further ado, Radical Dreamer here, and have a wonderful day. Thank you. Hi, everyone. Thanks for watching. I hope you enjoyed today's video. If you'd like to see more of what I've been doing outside of these videos, you can see more at theradicaldreamer.com, where I've got articles and photographs uh, with travel advice and stories uh, that aren't just in a video format. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at OneRadicalDreamer or on Instagram at AradicalDreamer, if that's uh, something that you're more interested in. Uh, if you're interested in supporting me, I do have a Patreon page up as well, uh, which you can find at patreon.com slash theradicaldreamer. Uh, and that's a way for as little as $1 a month, you can help support me uh, get uh, better equipment and do more videos of this type and make a whole bunch more cool stuff to share with you in the future. Uh, and last but not least, uh, if you like what you've been seeing on YouTube, please like, subscribe, and uh, send a couple comments. I'd be happy to answer more questions in future episodes of the podcast. Uh, hope you have a wonderful day. Thank you. Take care.